Hey there, I'm Brooke Jefferson, host of the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. I'm a wife, mama to two, lifestyle photographer, and marketing strategist. I help photographers build a five-figure business through systems and relationship building. You can find me sipping on a whiskey and Coke, listening to podcasts, and binge-watching the latest series on Netflix. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind. I bring you tried and true strategies, tips and tricks to book more clients and inspiring interviews. Are you ready to frame your way to your dream career? Let's dive in. All right, I am so excited for today's episode. This has been one in the making for quite a while, but that's just due to the crazy 2020 that we live in um, and having to reschedule things from time to time. So, but now it's happening and I'm actually really glad at the timing of this episode because we are in the midst of October, which means the crazy holiday season is ahead. I typically call this the shopping season because everybody is trying to prep for Christmas. Everybody wants their house to look good, their business to be busy and all the things. So I thought this was very fitting. And one of the things that I really would love to bring more to this podcast is more faith and business topics. So I'm hoping you guys love today's episode. I'm actually going to be putting an Instagram poll the day that this goes out. And I want you to head over to my stories because I want you to vote on whether or not you want to hear more episodes just like this one. All right. Well, today's guest is Crystal Rogers, and I'm actually excited because I know her in real life. Yes. She's not only a client of mine, but a friend, and she has started an incredible Instagram account and business that is really designed to help specifically women gain confidence with money. And I am really pumped to hear what she has to say today. And I'm going to hand it over and let you introduce yourself, Crystal, to the listeners. Yeah, well, thank you for that sweet introduction. Um, I am Crystal, and I am a stay-at-home mom, a young stay-at-home mom. Um, I married my high school sweetheart when I was 19, and we've been married for four years now. My husband is a fireman, and we also own three small businesses. My husband's also building our fourth small business this month, so that's exciting. Um, I am a... I don't know if you would call it money coach, but that's the best phrase to say. I like to help women gain confidence with money and specifically young women, even men too, because my husband and his friends and stuff, but my niche is specifically young women. And when I was younger, my parents made really good money. Um, I was a middle child of five. They made good money, but they didn't know how to manage it. And so we, I would always hear the same things over, like, oh, we don't have enough money for it. Oh, you can't go do this. We don't have the money for it. I'm like, what? We, you guys make really good money. How did we not have money for me to go get lunch with a friend? Or, you know, and Aaron and I, my husband, we started dating when I was 16. So when I wanted to go on dates, I had to come up with the money for it um, if I wanted to do it. And so I, at 16 years old... I got really angry at the fact that my parents didn't know how to manage money and it's not their fault. No one taught them. Most people don't know how to manage money. 
And I just remember getting angry and I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn how to do this myself. <laughs> it's a very Enneagram 3 kind of thing. <laughs> and I would read books. I would research. I would go to YouTube. I remember being 16 years old, looking up like how to buy my first car with cash, how to go to college debt free, how to build a big savings when you're young. And I just love it. So that's a little bit about my past and kind of what got me into where I am now. Yes. And I, I love watching you. I love watching you teach. Um, I guess really, I love watching you teach in your Instagram stories or your posts or in whatever capacity I have always, in my opinion, been a saver. I think we all tend to lean saver versus spender. I will tell you right now, I'm married to a spender and how <laughs> thankful he should be that I am the saver because he would be in for a world of hurt if, if the roles were reversed. But yes, yeah, so funny. But I have always had an interest in money and finances. And I even look back and before I realized what I was doing, I feel like I've been an entrepreneur since I was like five years old. And you yeah. don't realize these things because back in, even in our day, and we're not even that old, I'm just a little bit older than you. That really was not a popular thing. People very much the normal was you work a nine to five, you work for someone else, you work for the government, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And there really wasn't um, very many small business owners as there are today. And they even predicted that in 2020, which is so crazy to think about that, you know, the majority of our world would be run by small independent owned businesses and that it would mostly be online. So I think that is really cool. And especially that we are talking specifically to photographers. And I know a lot of our local people are going to tune into this too. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really good that we're having this conversation for business owners. But yes, I love watching you teach this. I got into personal budgeting a year ago. I started mm -hmm. following somebody else and then you started doing it too. And I thought, this is so fun. Like I just became obsessed with it. And so I will say it's very scary in the beginning, right? As we look at those numbers and we start like, you know, figuring out, oh my gosh, we spent how much money on fast food, you know? <laughs> Crazy. It makes you sick to your stomach. Oh my God. That's a good feeling. I like yeah. to tell my clients because I, I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching. I don't know if I mentioned that. And also like have budget planners and I tell them all the time, it's good for you to feel sick because that means you're learning where your money's actually going. And if you want to change where it's going, you've got to know where it's going. So yeah. even me, I've been budgeting since I was 16 years old and I still feel sick sometimes learning how much I spent on a certain thing. Like it, it never really goes away. You, you learn how to manage it better and you realize like there's no right or wrong when it comes to your money. It's your money and your situation. And so once you gain control of it and you learn how to budget it, it starts to become fun and it starts to become easy. Like you said, you kind of get obsessed with the game of, learning how to manage your money. You really do. And, and I will say too, it took a lot of personal development, rewiring your mind for money, which that's a whole nother podcast topic that we can come back and talk about later. But there, you know, a lot of money issues. And, and I'll be honest, my parents divorced when I was younger. And the one thing that sticks out of my mind that they argued about all the time went back to money. So as a child, I, you know, tagged that as, 
well, money obviously is evil. And I also remember there being, um, I won't get into detail, but there was one significant event that happened during them getting divorced and it just shaped me and it kind of made me want to just like never, you know, give someone complete control over my finances because I watched what happened. And so, yeah, so all of that, but that's a whole nother topic that we can get into. But once you get your money story and your beliefs, um, lined out and rewritten, then it becomes that obsessive game over, okay, let's track our finances. And I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. Could I be better? Of course, we all can. Um, And so I've seen better months where I'm more disciplined than others, but yes. So anyway, that's a little background for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. Um, Actually, it's like statistics show that you learn things about money by times you're seven. It's not like you mean to learn it, but it's the way that your parents handled it and those around you handled it. So most people don't know how to manage money when they're older because they didn't learn it correctly when they were younger. So you're right though. Yes, for for sure. sure. Yeah. Crazy. Well, um, I mean, it's, it's so true. So that, that'll definitely, we may have to bring that episode to people or something. Um, when we, yeah, hopefully people will vote yes, that they love money episodes. But today we specifically get to touch on money and business, which is so fun because a lot of people do teach on the personal side, but very few teach on a business side. And so us business owners are like, okay, great. I'm doing awesome with my budget personally, but I don't know what to do about this business mess. So I'm excited for you to kind of bring us some knowledge to how we can use your tips into our business, um, and really manage our money well and make more money. Cause that's the goal, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's manage what we have and make more. That would be the perfect duo. Yes. Um, and I'm so glad you brought that up because what I do, like I mentioned, we own three businesses. Um, and we also are building our fourth business right now. So I get very confused, I guess, if I don't organize my businesses because Three businesses has three business expenses and, you know, three business incomes and different things. We have to pay our workers and stuff like that. So if you want to get right into it, um, one of my first things that I would recommend doing when it comes to your business and your money is getting just a calendar sheet, a sheet like October. This is October when we're airing this. And I would get a 2020 October calendar and I would write down all the days your bills are due for your business, okay? And if you have multiple businesses like me, do three different printouts for, for each one. Um, and just be very specific, write it down. Most people never, ever, ever write down their stuff. So they don't even see how much money's going out. They don't even know how much is coming in. Those two things are very important. So what I would first do, get your October dates, write down, okay, this bill's due on the 5th. This bill's due on the 31st. This is the exact amount that's due. Write that all down. Also, what I would start doing is start tracking your incomes. So for your business, so photography, let's say um, I'm a photographer. Let's make this up. And I have two shoots this week. Great. I have one on Monday and one on Thursday. So on Monday, I'm going to write down the exact amount of income that I got. And then Thursday, I'll write down the exact amount of income I got. And this is just good for you to track your money. Um, Not only are you tracking what's going out, but you're tracking what's coming in. And by the end of the month, especially if you've never done this before, 
by the end of the month, you're going to have a new idea for, okay, this is how much I spend every month on bills. And this is a good starting point to see how much money I can make every month. So for me, I started doing that as well. And just to all tie it a little more specific into photography, just so they can follow along. So bills for you guys, all the two off the top of my head, obviously your editing software. So a lot of you are probably paying creative cloud per month. So that is one expense. And you probably have a gallery hosting website. That is an expense. Now in my from broke to booked blueprint program, we have an entire module where we go in depth into all of this. So if you're listening and you're like, I just wish I could understand all of this from A to Z, I got you go sign up for that program or join the wait list if it's not currently open. Um, and you can, you can get all the nitty gritty with that. But yes, so I track all of my sessions, all of my income. And it's important to do that because even though I use an automated system that tracks all that for me, not everybody pays you know, with a credit card. A lot of people pay me cash. This is one of the questions that I asked my photography group was, what is the number one method of payment you receive? Now, the number one payment method was online just because of the fact that everybody is all around the world. However, for me, um, it still remains cash. So if I don't write it down and someone tips me or whatever the case may be, I'm going to not have an accurate income. And that's going to be money that I'll just go blow and I'll completely forget that it was income to begin with. So yes, I think that is a great strategy. Um, and it's a great strategy for any level photographer, whether you've got two shoots a month or whether you've got 25 shoots a month. It's just really important for you guys to put this strategy into play because you can't fix what you don't know. And that's exactly. the <laughs> Yes. And you have to check your money. You have to, even your personal money, um, which we can get into another day on a different episode. But you need to know your numbers because how can you improve your business and bring in more money if you don't know how much you're really making? And also, like, how can we cut expenses? Because that's another thing. Like, cutting expenses in your business will make you feel like you got a raise. But how can you cut them if you don't even know what all is coming out? You know, um, my husband, bless his heart, you mentioned earlier, you're, you're the saver, he's the spender. I'm both. I'm the saver and the spender. My husband does nothing with the money. He knows nothing. And I'm like, he's, he has businesses, but I do it all for him. And I'm like, if I weren't here, man, I don't know where his businesses would be because if you don't keep track, it's hard to grow. And this goes right along with what I wanted to bring up next, which is like chasing your goal when it comes to your income and your money. So we're talking about business, how to keep track of it, how to manage it, how to know what's coming in, what's coming out, but also how can we be more consistent on our income? Because the thing about entrepreneurship is, especially my family, um, one month we can make $2,000 a month. And then the next month we can make $7,000. You know, ours is a huge gap and a huge inconsistency. And what I see is when I talk to my clients and even just my Instagram following, they all, all of them panic when it comes to their money being inconsistent. They're like, well, I don't get paid the same. I don't get paid the same. I can't budget. I can't manage it because I don't know how much. I'm like, neither do we. We what? <laughs> like, And I still do it. Like, it's important for us to find consistency or try to create it ourselves. So here's how I would recommend doing that. Um, do you have anything that you want to say first before 
No, I'm just trucking right along. I think every photographer nodded their head with, yep, we have inconsistent (laughs) income because that's just the name of the game with photography. Yes, (laughs) it is. And with entrepreneurship in general. So here's what we did. When I was 20, my husband and I, when we were 20, we're 23 and 24 now. When we were 20, he started his first business and um, he decided he was going to leave his job he stayed at the fire department, but he left his other job and he was going to go do his own thing. And I was like, that's great, babe. He decided to build a window cleaning and pressure washing business. And we had zero clients starting out, right? Just like everyone. (laughs) And I told him, I remember sitting down in our living room the morning before he's leaving to go find his first clients. And we tracked it out. We did the strategy. We're like, you're going to knock on this many doors. You're going to go to this many businesses. We're going to mark them off (laughs) like as you go. And I remember telling him, I, what I did was I wrote down all of our bills that we had to pay. And I think it was like, $1,200. $1,200. It wasn't even that much because we were so young and didn't have a ton of debt yet. I remember telling him, okay, you have to make $1,200 to feed our family and keep the lights on. Like, this is what you have to make. And I feel like that may sound silly, but that's a really good starting point. If you are starting a new business or maybe you've been juggling a business for a while, let's look at your bills. How much do you have to make for your business to pay for itself? right? Because the whole point of starting a business is for your business to not only pay for itself, but also give you a life that you want, right? We don't want you having to bring your personal money into your business forever. Starting out, I understand investing into it. So that was our first goal. And I highly recommend that for photographers too. Like how much do you have to make to pay your bills and feed your family? $1,500, $2,000, great. Let's make that our starting point. Then how much more do we want to make? You know, do we want to go on vacations? Do we want to save for Christmas? Do we, do we have these things that we want to bring in and let's add that on top? Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. Okay. So I like to call it working backwards. So my husband, when we were 20, I'm, I told him before he left for his first day of business, you have to come home with $1,200 this month. Now let's strategize that. $1,200 means you have to make $300 a week, right? Easy, $300 a week. Great, let's make $150 for two days a week, and then bam, we hit our goal. It's that easy as working backwards. And now that we're older, we have bigger numbers, right? We're like, okay, we want to make $7,000 this month. $7,000 divided by four equals we have to make $1,750 a week. Cool, how are we going to do that? How many clients do we have to bring in? Do we have to lay in a big job? Do we have to sell some things? It's all about hitting a goal number, putting a goal number on your door, on your window, telling your spouse about it, telling your friends about it. Like make it real for you and then working backwards to it. How many sessions do I have to sell? How many clients do I have to get? Can I find creative like strategies to bring in extra income other than photography. So that is one thing that I feel like a lot of people go doing business blindly and, you know, just kind of do that every day. Oh, when's a client coming to me? No clients today, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week I'll try harder. Like, no, let's get your goal written down in front of you and let's start doing what we need to do to hit that goal. Okay. So I love that so much because I teach photographers how to basically run their cost of doing business. And it's very much the same. We start with, okay, what are your expenses? What is your goal? So, and then I know 
half the time photography is more like another business. It's extra, it's supplemental. So I don't have to have that, but it's what I want. Or you've got people like me where it is my full-time income now, or they've got a goal to leave their job and want to make it full-time. So then we say, okay, so your goal is let's match your current paycheck. That's your first goal. And then other people that are doing it part-time, we usually come up with a goal. And I tell them too, just because it's supplemental, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go below the industry standard and charge next to nothing. It just means that look at all that income now that you get to have flowing in. So I love the way you described that because it's very much the way that we run cost of doing business. It just sounds not as intimidating the way that you explained it compared to if I was to sit down and like go through all the numbers with people. But yeah, and it doesn't have to be scary. That's the one thing that I really want people to understand, especially those of you in the beginning of your business, year or less, you probably are running your business more blindly than you want to admit. I did too. It's fine. But <laughs> once yeah. You, yeah. But once you learn, there is no going back. And honestly, I think that's one of the secrets to making more money is to even know how much money you have, you know? And that's, that's the point I really want to drive home to people is you can be fearful and you can be scared to look at what your bank account's going to show you for that month, but also know that you've got to take, you know, all of that into account so you can learn to move forward and make better decisions and more money. So yeah, I love, exactly. love, love how you explained that. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up, Brooke, because here's the thing. Your bank account does not define you. I could care less if your bank account says zero dollars. Or if it says $50,000, your bank account does not define you. And I was thinking about that this morning because there were seasons, we were 20 years old with a baby and a house and I stayed home. My husband was the only income. We did not make a big income. I told you guys, my husband, our goal was like $1,200 a month. That's not a whole lot, but that was it because that's what we needed. And thing is like start small, be realistic and realize that where you are today does not determine where you will be in a year. You could be flat broke today and in a year from now you could have a huge bank account and a huge business or you could be really wealthy now and a year from now lose it all because you mismanaged it. Where you are does not determine where you will be. You just have to put in the actions and the step and you have to see the vision. I never, I'm so glad you mentioned it because I never look back and feel guilt on my money. For example, last month, September, I, we've been growing these businesses, doing really, really good. September hit, life happened. You know, we lost a family member. We had sickness. It was just a crazy, crazy month. And my, my personal business brought in zero dollars. Guess what? I, I really, truly didn't care because life happened and I accepted it. And I'm not going to look back with pity. I'm going to look forward and say, okay, this is a new month. How can I make it better? How many clients do I have to bring in? How much money? I'm going to do the strategy thing. I'm going to say, this is how much money I want to make. Now let me work backwards. It like amazes me that people think you can succeed in life without failing. I'm like, no, failing is the number one way to succeed. You have to fail and then get back up and do it again. Fail and get back up and do it again. And the same is with your money. Um, you will fall short. Great. No problem. Let's get back up and let's try harder next time. Um, it's just part of the journey. It really is. Um, and that's like story of my life. And here's the thing. People, a lot of times 
don't see you fail publicly. So here's the deal. Those of you listening, you'll have no idea how many times I have failed or come up with an idea. In fact, let me just go ahead and throw myself under the bus. <laughs> how many of you knew that I had a membership site that only brought in four photographers last year? And guess what? It doesn't even exist anymore, right? And there's many reasons for that. But that's one of my failures that I was like, sweep that under the rug. We're never bringing that up again. But that's the truth. And I bet, you know, however many of you are listening now, y'all are like, no, I had no idea. I know you didn't because that was a failure and I got to fail, thankfully, in private, right? You know, I always feel so bad for celebrities and well-known people because everything they do is under a microscope. And so I just want y'all to know, even if you are in a place in your business you know, this pandemic has absolutely either taken a hit on your business or you've seen the best year you've ever had. It's really weird. And I wish it was fair for everyone, but it's not. But if you're finding yourself in a place where I get it, I'm listening to Crystal, I'm listening to Brooke, but I still like am not getting the clients or what I'm doing is not working or, you know, you're in like a negative state of mind. I'm going to tell you, it's probably your mindset, but that's all I'm going to tell you. That's all I'm going to tell you because 100%. Yeah, it is your mindset. 100%. And I think that's when I started realizing this is why 2020 for me has been such a year of growth and, you know, tripling in certain, you know, finance areas for me is because a lot of it's faith. And I will go back to that and have a whole episode on that. But for me, like you are always in the right place at the right time. And a lot of your goals that you have for yourself aren't going to happen when you want them to. They're going to happen after you are in the place you're supposed to be. And for me, I, I really, I have a really cool testimony about how I did all the things the world's way for year after year after year. And finally, the one year I decided to like kick back, throw all the guru's advice in the trash and really do it God's way and get an incredible faith-filled business coach. I mean, I have seen everything I touched turn to gold and that's not to brag. That's literally to show you what you just said failure is your stepping stone. Like that's, that's how success happens. So I love your faith together is really good. Yes. And it, you know what, that goes really well with what is I wanted to mention next in this podcast is, you know, when you're failing or you're wondering why am I not landing enough clients? Why am I not reaching my goal? Maybe that's a chance for us. One to step back and say, what's my mindset? Anytime I have a negative mindset, my husband and I both do this very, not perfectly, but very well, is if we have a negative mindset, we like put that negative thought away and we give ourselves a positive thought instead. Instead of saying like last month, it was a hard month and I'm going to admit it because it was and I didn't show up and I didn't do what I said I would because it was a hard month. And instead of saying, oh, I failed, I suck, I might as well never do this business. I'm going to say, no, that was a hard month. Sometimes I make mistakes. I'm going to be better. I'm going to get better. This month's going to be better. Like let's put in new positive things. But that all goes to say, if you're not bringing in enough money with your business, maybe this is a good chance for us to get creative and bringing in money in different strategies. So let's say you're a photographer and it's October. Let's say you have, you know, eight clients because it's a good month for photos and so on and so forth. Um, great. Can we bring in more money by doing something other than taking photos? Like, can you maybe do a little mini training where you train all the girls in 
your town how to be a photographer. Let's do like 15 bucks a session and, you know, one hour a session where all the girls come once and you show them this is how you angle, this is how you edit. Can you do an online course for other photographers? Brooke, you do such a great job at this. I like watch you and I like root you on because your heart for business is like my heart for business. It's like, how can we grow and bring in more income but help more people along the way? Um, because the truth is the more people you help, the more money you're going to make. Um, hands down. So let's get creative as far as photo shoots and maybe you can make a workbook or an Etsy. I just started an Etsy account and it's brought in a few thousand dollars already because I made one little product to sell and it sells and all I have to do is talk about it. So can you make a photographer workbook or a guide for clients that they can print off at home and give to their clients? Stuff like that. What do you yeah, think? I love, yes, I love your ideas and thank you for the sweet words. Yes, my business, I'm an Enneagram too. And so everything that I do always flows from a place of serving. And I definitely always hope that's how it comes across. Because also I'm a very emotional, soft-hearted person. So anytime I think I am being misunderstood or somebody thinks that I did them wrong, like I'm just in a stressed out mode for days because that's all I can think about is, oh my gosh, how I wronged them. But yes, so there are a ton of other ways. And one of the ways that I teach you guys, even if you don't like many sessions, if you are in a really hard place in your business and bottom line, you need to pay bills, you're going to have to set that pride down. I know you don't like to do some of these things, but in order, I call it a cash injection. So the reason I do many sessions, there's more reasons, but the reason that I use them most often is so that they are a cash injection. I know that I can make an entire month's income in one weekend and I don't have to stress out about how I'm going to find clients. So that's mm -hmm. something that you could use if you are strapped for cash in the fall season. You will find clients unless you are just in, there's a couple of places and there's a couple of you that are exceptions. I know this because we have talked in the DMs about this where your counties are just like everybody's staying home. Nobody is coming out. There's no photographers, nothing. You're my exception, but honestly, the majority of you probably could do many sessions. And I know a lot of you actually have an additional business to being a photographer. So maybe like Crystal said, it's time to get creative. Do you have another hobby? Do you have a skill set? Can you go bake cookies and sell those too? Um, can you teach people how to do something that's honestly not an everyday type of trade? Just you got to get creative. You're already a creative if you're listening to this. So yeah. go get creative and find new ways to make business. And when all that else fails, do what Crystal and I do. Go through your entire house and get rid of stuff. Yeah, we <laughs> declutter. And uh, tell me if you want to make a quick buck, sell all your stuff in your house. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, being, you know, stuck at home in quarantine. You guys, I built this money business in... May, I think, April or May. So quarantine was underway. We couldn't get out. Strict, we had very strict laws. And I built this business at home in my pajamas, on my couch, with my messy hair. Because I remember everyone losing their jobs around me. And we had this, I look at my bank account and our emergency fund. My, my husband, we had to close one of our non-essential businesses when COVID hit too. So we had a hit. Um, and I go to my bank account, look at my emergency fund, and there's like $16,000 just sitting in my emergency fund. And I just remember thinking, thank you, Lord, for, you know, 
giving me the will to want to save for times like this, for when our businesses close, um, we can still provide. And I remembered being so sad. Every day I would check the news um, and like these hundreds of thousands of people are laid off. And then they're showing those checks, the stimulus checks that they were sending to people because people didn't have money to feed their families. And I just remember feeling so sad for those who didn't know how to manage their money. And it's not their fault that they didn't know how to manage it. I mentioned earlier at the beginning, my parents didn't know how to manage their money. It's not their fault. No one taught them how to, you know, none of us come out of the womb knowing how to save and manage and pay bills. Like It's, <laughs> it's definitely something you have to teach yourself or you have to seek um, guidance in. And that is when I built my business. When we were at home losing money because my husband couldn't work, and I saw there was a need in the market. There was a need for people to learn how to manage money, how to save money. Um, now more than ever, <laughs> I feel like too. And that's when I built my business. And I did it all from home. I got on Instagram. I'm, Brooke probably does a great job teaching you guys how to brand and market on social media. I don't know. I haven't taken your course, but you do a good job at it. And then I started an Etsy account. So if you're a photographer in one of those places where you can't get out, let's use social media now more than ever. Get on Etsy. Make Honestly, if I were a photographer, I would probably make a little pamphlet that is a guide for photographers or for clients. And I would get on social media and make it so cute. Um, you can use um, that free Canva. Canva is a free access and sell it for five bucks a pop. And then go tell all your photographer friends, hey, I'm having a hard time. I can't get out of the house to shoot. COVID has really overcome, but here's my business strategy. Here's what, how it can help you. You need to get this in your client's hands. And then bam, you have a new side business. So you went from not being able to get out of your house to make money to now making money in your house and getting creative, which is huge. Yeah, I love that. Especially if you are in a particular niche of photography where maybe you're like a baby whisperer, you're a newborn photographer, you're amazing. Everybody wants to know how to do a specific something. And so if you're like, um, every shoot that you have, you get these dreamy photos and you know how to wrap baby in maybe like three to five ways. Maybe you even make a video that you sell, which is very much like an online course, and you sell that. That's very particular, specific to photographers. Um, you guys know that I have a template shop, so I literally you know, put my head down one day and thought, what do photographers need that not only is a branding element in their business, but that they also will help convert more clients? And so that's why you guys have my prep guide, my investment guide, my style guide. So everything Crystal said, I've done, um, and it doesn't mean you can't do it too. Now, obviously, don't go rip off someone's idea. Make it creative. Make it your own. Um, but there is someone you can help, whether it is a photographer or maybe it's like even completely not even in the industry. And you're like, so I'm really good at crochet. Go make a crochet business. Like that's that's what we're saying. So um, and then once COVID and, you know, the crazy pandemic is gone and a behind us thing, then we, you know, you can dive right back into, you know, how to market and all of that in your photography business. So I love those okay. ideas. I had this idea when you said that. So if I were like a baby photographer and I couldn't get into newborn sessions because of COVID, I would legit make a guide and put it on Etsy and 
sell it to moms. Like the moms are the ones with the newborns. That's so, so I would, good. Like this is exactly how I would angle a photo, how to edit a photo, that, or maybe even an online course or a Facebook group, like or Zoom. You can charge for Zoom calls, <laughs> um, and like tell the mom, I can't get into your house, but here's exactly what you need to do to get a perfect image of your newborn. Have your husband hold the camera this way to get one of you too. Like you can get creative even if you can't get into your client's homes. Oh, I love that so much. In fact, I remember that kind of being one of those things where we were trying to help people with the maternity shoots and the fresh 48s and the birth photography. Like even if it's guys, listen, even if it's not on a digital camera, but you're teaching your clients how to use their phones Um, in the hospitals, those moms are going to be so thankful they had you because they don't have a clue. I'm sure my sister could attest to that. She had no clue. Like, what do you mean you can download Lightroom for free on your phone and learn how yeah. to do it? So like, yeah. these are really good ideas and hopefully it'll help you get creative. And honestly, my true hope for you guys though, is that your business is able to thrive, especially during this fall season. Um, I know that we are medically speaking, headed into flu season. Um, And so that kind of, you know, can bring up cancellations or it can make your state go back on lockdown or whatever the case may be. But um, I will tell you where I'm at and maybe in crystals here too, maybe we're just really loose with what we allow right now, but it's almost as if it's not really a thing. So like when I'm not inside a store, I kind of forget that COVID's a thing at the moment because you don't see that except for having to put your mask on and walking in the store. So that's just something else to think about. Of course, I want your businesses to thrive. But okay, Crystal, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on that had to do with making more money or managing finances or anything like that? I would probably leave it with this. Make a budget, write down your bills and your incomes um, on a paper. (laughs) Um, Live on less than you make. So you've got to spend less money than you're making. And you'll know that once you have it all written down. Set your goals, put it on your door, your front door. That's my, my hotspot for goals. When company comes over, they're like, oh, what's this $15,000 saving thing? I'm like, yeah, just <laughs> that's how I hit my goals. So write those down and then just consistency. Even when you fail, get back up the next day, try again. Let's not make excuses. Take the joy of our achievements away. So just be consistent. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Such, such golden tips to leave with. Okay. So Crystal has some really amazing stuff and I'm going to let her tell us her Instagram link here in just a second, but I really want y'all to go follow her, especially if you are wanting to learn how to manage your money, both personally and on a business level. Um, I actually ended up buying your off your Etsy shop, your stuff. And I, I love it. I just, I, like I said, I'm obsessed with tracking finances and following you and she's got awesome tips like literally go read every post when you go follow her and you will learn a thing or two I promise um but yes so Crystal where can they follow along with you um on Instagram yeah you can follow along at confident with money um no no spaces no periods just confident with money and you'll see a face of me I think it says Crystal let's talk money um in the caption so Thank you for um, being kind. And yeah, I do have a budget planner. If you guys are looking for something more specific that you can actually print out at home or use as a digital planner um, on my Instagram account, you'll just see the link in the bio. We have one for October and November and December and they're really cute too. So it's a fun way to manage money. 
Yes, it really is a fun way to manage money. So I will tell you, I absolutely plan on having you back on for future episodes just because, like I said, money and faith are two topics that are really important to me that we don't really get into as much on the podcast because we're usually so focused on marketing and, you know, making our photography client experience better and all the things like that. So I'm definitely looking forward to future episodes. We'll probably do a budgeting one soon and you can just walk us through that exercise. But yes, go follow Crystal at Confident With Money and um, I will see you soon, Crystal. Yeah, thank you.